This is Speaking of Writers on Capital Region Sunday. I'm Steve Richards. Jill Chavez's return to the critically acclaimed Wildstone series, Almost Just Friends. Jill is known for her incredible stories, which center on the power of love and acceptance within the families we have and the families we choose for ourselves. This latest story explores the experience of finding both a purpose in life and the people who make it worthwhile. Piper Manning's about as tough as they come. She's had to be. She raised her siblings, and they've thankfully flown the coop. All she has to do is finish fixing up the lake house her grandparents left her, sell it, and then she's free. When a massive storm hits, she runs into a tall, dark, and brooding stranger, Camden Reed. There's a spark there, one that shocks her, surprising her further. Her sister and brother return, each of them holding their own secrets. That smart move would be for Piper to ignore them all, but Cam unleashes emotions deep inside of her that she can't deny, making her yearn for something she doesn't understand. And her siblings, well, they need each other. New York Times bestselling author Jill Chavez lives in a small town in the Sierras full of quirky characters. Any resemblance to the quirky characters in her books is mostly coincidental. Look for Jill's bestselling award-winning books wherever romances are sold. And uh, visit her website for a complete book list. And uh, she's got a daily blog, too, detailing her city girl living in the mountains adventures. Happy to have Jill Chavez join me now here on Speaking of Writers. Jill, welcome to this program. Thank you, and thanks for having me. So where did the idea for Almost Just Friends come from? Well, I am fascinated by siblings. I've, I raised four kids, and I had a brother, and I just, the relationships of, you know, I describe the relationships of my kids as, they were like a pack of kittens. They couldn't stand to be together, but they couldn't stand to be apart. And that just kind of fascinates me, so I love to write about it. Piper Manning. How did you create Piper? Piper, I thought about the story for a long time before I wrote it. I always wanted to write a story about a girl, you know, a woman, actually. She turns 30 in this book, where she had grew up with a ton of responsibilities. She was raising her siblings. She never had time for her own life. And I wanted to start the book where she find, they finally have all flown the coop and she can finally get her life started. I thought that would be a fun place to start the book. And then, of course, you know, it all comes crashing down on her. And what she thought she wanted turns out to be something entirely different from what she really wanted. Chatting with, New York, with her family around her. With her family around her, yeah. Uh, chatting with New York Times yeah. bestselling author Jill Chavez here on Speaking of Writers. Her new book is Almost Just Friends. Where did the title come from? Well, the title actually probably mostly refers to the the love story between Piper and her stranger that shows up on the first night. Um, It's just a homage to my roots, my romance roots. I started out writing romance novels, so there's a nice little romance in this story as well. That's strange. The brooding stranger, Camden Reed, what's he like? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, he's a lot more than what he appears, and he's a lot more involved in, in her life than she thinks and a lot of secrets have to come out in the story and get dealt with but overall it's he was a device for me to allow piper to have something just for her as well as her family what was your primary challenge jill in writing this novel you know writing is funny because you spend your whole year alone basically there's no boss hovering over your head and you're out there on your deck riding in your bunny slippers on your own time. So the hardest challenge for me in any book is having the discipline to do the, to do the pages every day. That's, for me, the hardest part. It's, you know, life can be very distracting, and if you're not clocking in and out and you know, being re- held responsible or held accountable by someone every day, 
you're on your own. And that is the hard part for me. I was going to ask you if you have a special place where you write. You mentioned uh, your deck. Well, I, I'm ADHD and I'm not medicated. So I have to move around. Um, my husband built me this beautiful wood desk 20 years ago and I never use it. I look at it. It's very pretty, but I never sit at it. I sit, I'm either in bed or on the deck or at the lake or at the river or on the cliff. I have to, to migrate. Do you, I like you, to write outside. You like to write outside. So do you use an outline or you let the story unfold? I do. Uh, I let the story unfold in my brain for a long time. And while I'm writing something else, usually the next story is always kind of brewing. And then I, when I'm ready to start it, I sit down and I do a very detailed outline. And that sometimes takes me weeks. I've just found that for me, having a detailed roadmap to the story leaves me less time to stare at a blank page. Now, that doesn't mean the outline doesn't change or that I can't follow my whim as I'm writing, because I do, and I think change things all the time. But just knowing that if I'm stuck, I have an outline is very comforting for me. We're chatting with New York Times bestselling author Jill Chalvis here on Speaking of Writers. Her new novel is Almost Just Friends. Jill, in what way, if any, is this book you wrote different from the book you set out to write? Well, well, I I don't want to give any of the secrets away in this story, but there, in when the book opens, someone has recently died, and is, invo- is involved in both Cam's life and Piper's sister's life. And event of originally that person was going to be alive, and then I started writing the book, and I realized, oh, he's dead. Got to, he's gone. Yeah. So that was a big, big change. You know, just even little things, people's names sometimes changed or their jobs changed or um, somebody was funnier than I thought they were going to be and so their dialogue wasn't what I imagined it would be. It's hard. Sometimes the characters speak to me and sometimes they play silent when I'm watch- when I'm writing that outline. And then when I start writing the pages, things change and I realize things should be different. And so a lot can change in a book. And sometimes my editor will have an outline and then I send in the book and she's, she laughs and says, well, this isn't anything close. But thankfully, she's, if she likes it enough, she doesn't care. <laughs> when did you first... But I've done my job. Yeah. She doesn't care. <laughs> yeah. When, when did you first know that you were a good writer? Oh, I think that's the question every day that I face. You know, and is this book going to be any good? I mean, that's a constant question. I, I've never just been confident that I'm good. It's nice to get reader letters. It's nice to get reviews. It's nice when I turn in a book and my editor calls me and says she loves it. For, so for that few moments, I get, oh, maybe this is a viable job. Maybe yeah. I can keep doing this. But the doubts are always there in the everyday writing. As a writer, what's the best advice you've been given? Sit your butt in the chair and write, write, write. Um, first drafts are always sucky. Don't give up. You know, go back and rewrite and rewrite and rewrite. Don't fall into the sensation that your muse, that you have to wait for your muse. Never wait for your muse. If, if you mean this and you're serious about it, nothing makes you good unless, unless you're writing. It's the writing and rewriting and writing. You're not born with this talent. You actually have to work at it. Are there specific authors you found particularly inspiring? I am funny. I'll read anything. I'll read the back of a cereal box. I'll, I'll, I'll read any genre. I'll read fiction. I'll read nonfiction. I, I'm a voracious reader, and I kind of think you have to be. So nothing sticks out at me. Um, as for actual technique, one of the best books I ever read was Stephen King's On Writing, because 
you know, up until that point, people, you know, you hear, you hear how people write and most people write like a first chapter, then they clean it up, then they go to their second chapter, they clean it up, so they get to the end and they're done, they can send it in. And I had never met or heard of anybody who writes the way I do, which is a very fast, dirty, awful, ugly, rough draft. And then, and then I fix, I do a second draft and a third draft, adding color and texture and humor and heart to it. And so I could never hand you my first chapter until the whole book is done and I've fixed it. And Stephen King writes similarly to that. So he kind of saved my life and made me feel like I'm not weird. <laughs> in, in our remaining moments with New York Times bestselling author Jill Chalvis, uh, her new novel is Almost Just Friends. Are you working on another novel, Jill? And if so, can you give us a little sneak peek into what it's about? Sure. I'm uh, working on The Summer Deal, which comes out in June. And it's about two um, women who find that they are actually sisters. And they had what they share in common is a father sperm donor. So they they go and seek of their life together. And what would you like readers to take away from Almost Just Friends? Um, family, whether it's the kind you've made or the kind you're related to, is everything. All right, Jill Shalvis. The book is Almost Just Friends. I want to mention your website, too. It is Jill Shalvis. Dot com Facebook, it's uh, slash Jill Chalvis, and Twitter, at Jill Chalvis, and also uh, Instagram, Jill Chalvis. Again, the book, Almost Just Friends. Thank you for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. And this is Speaking of Writers, and that is Capital Region Sunday, a production of Town Square Media Albany for this week. We'll be back again next week with another edition. Thank you for listening. I'm Steve Richards.